Welcome to Living the Dream Outdoors, the official podcast of Living the Dream Outdoor Properties. We live by the motto, it's not just land, it's a lifestyle. And we live the outdoor lifestyle every day. Whether you're a landowner or dreaming of joining the ranks of those closest to the earth, we're your brothers and sisters of the outdoors. We hunt, we fish, we're stewards of the land. And our Living the Dream team will show you the way to enjoying the land and all the outdoor pursuits it has to offer. Here's your host, Bill Cooper. Welcome to Living the Dream Outdoor Podcast. I'm Bill Cooper and got a very interesting topic today to talk about. You know, I'm out and about in the Missouri Ozarks, especially almost every day. And, you know, Missouri is known as a cave state, so we're going to talk about caves today. There are about, give or take, 7,000 wild caves in the state of Missouri, and there's new caves being discovered every year. It's just phenomenal. Sometimes wonder if I'm going to fall in somewhere because the Ozarks in particular is like Swiss cheese. But I'm over to Lake of the Ozarks at Bridal Cave with Lindsay Webster Dillon. Don't forget that last name. That's right. Yeah. She's the public relations director here at Bridal Cave. And Lindsay, it's a pleasure to be here. My first time. Well, thanks for coming down, Bill. We are real glad to have you. Hey, tickle death to be here. I'm over for a few days with the Missouri Outdoor Communicators. We've got an outdoor event going on, uh, being sponsored by the Tri-County Lodging Association. So uh, we're tickle pink to be here. And, of course, I love the Lake of the Ozarks. It's only an hour and a half from my home. And I get over here to fish mostly, you know. Yeah. But uh, some great fishing over here. But some other great entertainment uh, aspects of Lake of the Ozarks. And, of course, Bridal Cave is one of those. And, boy, I want to, you know, I like to make the statement, Bridal Cave has been around for a long time. <laughs> yep, yep. We always joke that it has uh, been around older as the earth. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, older than dirt. Older than dirt. Well, that's a phrase my grandkids use on me. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what fun. I, I, it was worth the trip down the hill just to come in here and catch the views. What's the view? I know it's a little scenic pull-off about halfway up the hill. I'm going to check that out and get a few photographs on the way out. Yeah. But right here at your, your office, you're sitting right on Lake of the Ozarks. That's right. That's right. We have a few windows here looking out on the Big Niangua Lake of the Ozarks, arm of the Lake of the Ozarks. It's at the 10.5-mile marker. So if you're by boat, you're always welcome to dock up and come see us. Oh, you can come visit by boat, too. That's right. Well, that, that's pretty pretty slick. I, I laughed years ago. My, my wife is from the Pittsburgh area, and uh, – when we first got together, she hadn't been back in like 20 years. She wanted to go to Pittsburgh. So we wound up making a mad dash to Pittsburgh. And that's about the last place on the face of the earth I wanted to visit. Because all I knew about Pittsburgh was that it was just a nasty old steel city. Mm-hmm. It is gorgeous. I bet. Yeah, they have redone downtown. Of course, you've got two, three rivers that come together there. The football and baseball stadiums right on the riverfront. People come in by boat. Hey, that's all but right. They tailgate on their boats. <laughs> All right. Yeah, it was wonderful. I loved it. I was ready to move to Pittsburgh until <laughs> she beat me fishing. She didn't tell me she grew up fishing the Allegheny River, you know. And yeah. She'd found a guide, took us for free. Wow, what a deal. 
but she just thumped me. I still hear about that. Oh, I bet. Yeah, I but, bet. but Bridal Cave, I know there's got to be lots of history here, and, and I'm a bit of a history buff, and, uh, of course, when it comes to our natural resources, I love to hear the stories about how things were discovered, mm-hmm. uh, what's there, you know, what's been its history since discovery, and what's happening now. So I'd like to go through the whole process, and, okay. I, and I'm sure you've got more knowledge than that head of yours that we'll have time for today. But, hey, we got roughly uh, 50 minutes or so, so we can cover uh, lots of information. Well, give us some of the background info, Lindsay, about, uh, hey, who discovered this place and when? So this cave was originally discovered by the Native American tribes in the area, the Little Hills and the Big Hills. Uh, there is a Native legend about the cave that well, stated that there, <laughs> that there was a wedding that took place in the second room of our cave system. And so legend just kind of named the cave all on its own. About the 1850s, we had a man, uh, B.D. Dobson, that had come in. Uh, and taking quite a shine to the cave and then we had a fair amount of foot traffic from there um, of course informal tours at that point uh, no lights no stairs no rails and then in uh, 1948 we opened up for tourism about nine months later we opened up to do weddings in the cave wow that so, didn't take long yeah yeah so that legend must have got out <laughs> that's right that's right uh it's quite the legend to uh to tell and to hear but um we started doing it i think word got out after that that we we did a very unique ceremony and now we are celebrating over four thousand weddings in the underground chapel so four thousand that's right wow and where'd all these people come from all over the whole wide world it is the craziest thing. We have had folks from nearly every 50 states uh, and a few different countries, about nine different countries. Wow, that that is pretty incredible. And I love to hear those stories, too. You think sometimes, boy, people get married in a cave or this place or that place, you know. But my wife and I got married in an old Methodist church down on Current River, an old rock structure built way back in the 1800s. A mm-hmm. uh, cool story there as well. Another Ozark story, you know. It's a church with 4,000 acres on the Current River. Mm-hmm. I really like those guys. Yep, yep. Yeah, we spent a lot of time down there. But wedding venues you know that's something of course in business today we all boy we have to take the shotgun approach we have to make funds about any way we can you know to stay in business that's anymore. right that's yeah, right yeah but uh the bridal cave you mentioned that uh, you started opening it to the public and i assume that was for tourists back again in 1948 or so well i was born in 49 so you've been in business for a long time almost 75 years yeah but uh uh it would be intriguing to know how people looked at or regarded caves back in those days. Lots of superstitions, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. That's the home of the devil and all kinds of stuff. Any hole in the earth, you know, where the devil is. Must be oh, lots sure. of devils in Missouri. <laughs> must be. Must be. Uh, yeah, you know, caves have had several uses throughout history from uh, shelter to homes to even present-day um, Airbnbs. There's yeah. a couple of them you can rent in Arkansas, uh, which are still kind of neat to go and see. Uh, our cave was opened up, like I said, in 1948 for tourism, and it was the first five rooms. And so in those first few years, I wish I had the exact numbers for you, but it was a pretty big deal. Everybody oh, was kind of excited to see what was what was in there. Oh, you know, sure. It, it, Curiosity. Yeah. Kill the cat, you know. Well, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, people, uh, I would say 
the clientele coming that early uh, in the process were probably really adventuresome types. So, because so many people were so fearful and had these images in their heads of horrible things inside caves and horrible things that could happen. Yeah, you know? yeah. Well, and you know, you never know about these Missouri caves. We've got, like you said, over seven thousand of them, and unless they are a uh, commercial show cave there is quite a bit of danger to them if you were to go unprepared oh uh, a- absolutely and i've done a little bit of spelunking in my life i used to be a state park naturalist i remember taking cave training over at fisher cave in merrimack <laughs> state park boy was that an education i've been in a few yeah. caves in my lifetime but never ran that far back in a cave and we've of course explored a few areas where the public uh, is not allowed to go mm-hmm. but had some great instructors and learned uh, quite a bit about cave photography that was one of the most unique things of the whole uh, whole experience mm-hmm. but uh, i've spent a lot of time down in the yucatan of mexico i've worked part-time down there uh for this be the 14th year i guess and uh, the topography uh, they, they have some hilly regions like the Ozarks, but it's limestone as well, so they have a lot of cave uh, caves as, as well. And I've been in some fabulous caves, but you'd be interested in this story. Uh, every little village owns the land for so many miles out, so if you want to hunt there or whatever, you, you have to pay a fee, of course. Mm-hmm. Usually outfitters have got it leased up, but the local villages also do cave tours. I bet. At one huge cave we were in just had lots of Mayan pottery in it. It was so beautiful and, and such an intriguing adventure. But even more intriguing that they start training their their tour people at eleven or twelve years old. And one of the first things early in their training, they take them like a mile back into the cave, leave them by themselves with no light, mm-hmm. and they have to find themselves out. I, I think I would flunk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we uh, we train up our guides a little different around here, but we still start them pretty young. Uh, I have a, a daughter who is 15 now, and she started when she was 14. Really? And... Uh, and then Steve has a, our general manager, he has a son, same age. And they both started at 14, and we, we weren't hard on them. We didn't leave them in the dark. But, uh, <laughs> I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> uh, we did teach them everything that uh, they didn't already know. You know, naturally, they kind of grew up around here. So sure. they've got a lot of inside stories and, and knew kind of the game before we even explained it. But uh, they'll both be guiding this summer with us. And, and they're how old now? They're 15 now. 15. Uh, they brought with them a few friends, uh-huh. so that's nice. Uh, you know, down here, our, our culture as a company is, you know, family-friendly. or sure. Family fun as it should be. And uh, and those kids get to work together with their friends and, and get to share in the beauty of, of part of the Ozarks, and that's really one of the coolest things. Oh, ab- absolutely. You get... <laughs> family and friends it creates a lot of word of mouth advertising it does you know and, and that's the best i'm sure that's how most of your people your visitors come about too is word of mouth we we all in ozarks at least realize that hey talk it up you know if that's what makes it work but yep. 15 years old and being a tour guide what a that's resume right. builder no kidding yeah no kidding. working actively in in the natural resources <laughs> business at that early age so many people uh, of course, I've talked to thousands of young folks over the years that want to know how to get into the outdoor industry. And, of course, I trained in outdoor education and interpretation. And uh, it was my philosophy. I wasn't particularly taught this, but uh, 
I, I was around lots of outdoor educators and interpreters, and uh, the best ones were fun-loving people. Mm -hmm. If you're going to have a group and you're going to teach them anything, you've got to have fun. That's right. Or, or you lose them in a hurry. That's right. And That's I'm, right. I'm sure on a few cave tours that I've, I've been on, uh, underground people are pretty entertaining. Yep. Yeah, we, uh, we have one of our tour guides here, Mike. Uh, he always He used to joke uh, that this is the home for the misfit toys. So we all get along in our very unique uh, variety of us, but uh, but we all really enjoy what we do, and that's part of it. It, it really is. Well, Lindsay, I'll tell you what, time flies and you're having fun. We're that's having right. fun talking about uh, Bridal Cave here, but we need to take just a short break to hear from uh, some of our sponsors. Okay. But folks, don't go away. We'll be right back. Hey everyone, Brandon Licklider here with the Marys County Bank in Cuba, Missouri. I uh, wanted to real briefly talk to you today about uh, the pre-qualification process. Um, something that's been really prevalent here of late with uh, all the properties that are out there on the market. Um, when you get into looking for some of these recreational properties that can kind of, the product type that can go along with the property varies a little bit from property to property. So, I would like to encourage everybody, if you have the opportunity, give me a call, 573-885-8900. Uh, we'll walk through that pre-qualification process, let you know what loan products are available for the type of property you're interested in purchasing, and, and work real hard to make sure you're prepared to purchase that property of your dreams. In closing, just want to let everyone know that the Marys County Bank is an equal housing lender and member FDIC. Welcome back to Living the Dream Outdoor Podcast. We hope you've enjoyed the show so far. It's been fascinating to visit with Lindsay Webster Dillon. She's a public relations director with Bridal Cave at Lake of the Ozarks, just out of Camdenton, Missouri. And I tell you, uh, Lindsay, you know, when you go to talking about caves, man, I've gotten lost out in the countryside a few times looking for wild caves, but it's not hard at all to get here. Tell us how you'd get here from Camdenton. So we are two miles north of Camdenton on Highway 5. Uh, we are very heavily marked with big bright yellow billboards and signs, but uh, you could pretty much ask anybody in the entire Tri-County area <laughs> how you get to the Bridal Cave, and they will be able to tell you. You bet. Uh, of course, this is my first trip here, and when I was home, I was starting to look at all the map things and everything, you know, and the, the map app that I have wants to show me where my vehicle was. It wouldn't show me i had to do the driving to be able to see where i was at you know so i, I just pulled up your website or facebook page real quick like oh it's just right out of camdenton you know yeah. and i knew once i got into camdenton there i came up highway five from the south i'd surely be able to find signs that's right no problem no problem right down to this beautiful beautiful spot man i i I have to ask you, you know, you're sitting right here on the lake. Do you sneak out and go fishing ever? Well, I don't ever during our work days, but I'll tell you what. I you're made, a better employee than me. Well, I made myself a deal last year that every day that it was nice, pretty nice weather, you know, didn't have to be beautiful and sunshiny, but every day that it was nice weather, I would go out in either a kayak or paddleboard, and I'd do that for about 45 minutes in the morning. Wow. And... It is just a life-changing thing. Oh, no doubt. Uh, you know, for somebody like us, you and I, that really enjoy the Ozarks and enjoy our backyard, it was it was nothing out of the ordinary, but it was something that added so much more value. 
to my day. Hey, that's so, a great start to a day, too. Yeah. Helps the attitude, doesn't that's it? That's right, right. Hey, it lifts your spirits and uh, hey, right. a little excitement. And yeah. Now, I've never done any paddleboarding. Now, kayaking, I love uh Paddleboard? Oh, I don't know about that at my age. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm not real good at standing up on it, but I'm real good at sitting on it. Well, and, I'm, uh, I'm old, old enough. Uh, you probably, if you've been old Ozark streams, you not many people have seen this. Uh, I'm a canoe polar. Mm-hmm. I'd love to stand up in a canoe and pole that canoe. Okay. Uh, now, Joel Vance, who uh, used to work for the Missouri Department of Conservation, was the editor of the Missouri Conservationist for a couple of decades. Oh, one of the greatest writers ever uh, in the United States, outdoor writer. In fact, he won. He was one of about three people that won the three major writing awards from the Outdoor Writers Association of America. So we all kind of worship Joel. Mm-hmm. But uh the Missouri Outdoor Communicators, we had an event down on Jack's Fork River one time. We'd float and fish and camp and just have a good time, tell stories. Mm-hmm. Well, Joel and I were the only two that pole canoes. Now, I just had an old uh, pine gig pole that mm-hmm. I cut off and used for a pole. It was pretty beat up on both ends. Joel had a real fancy fiberglass pole that had a... He'd gotten a rock in it somehow, and every time he switched side, that rock would roll from one end, <laughs> so you could hear him coming. But we were on a jack fork. Uh, Joel's leading, of course. I'm following him, watching what he's doing. We kind of come around the corner, a little show coming up there, and I, I think I'm going to sit down going through this this uh, show, but there were a bunch of college gals over on the bank in their bikinis, you know, so mm-hmm. Joel's going to put on a show for them. He's going to stay stood up going through this show. He didn't make it. Yeah, no, <laughs> he no. had a rock right out. Hey, the girls got a great laugh, and I did too. <laughs> there you go. He did, in fact, then put on a show for him. <laughs> he, he did. It couldn't have been better yep. at, at his expense. But, uh, <laughs> Lindsay, I, I, you picked my interest with uh, the wedding venue here. I, I'd like to hear a little bit more about that. You know, I'm an ordained minister, so I perform a, a wedding once in a while, but I've never performed one in a cave. You just planted a seed in my mind. Well, I tell you, it was quite the experience. We um, we started out doing our weddings in 1949, and as you can imagine, there in the late 40s, early 50s, it was pretty outside of the box. It was well, something say so <laughs> something to really see. May still be a little outside yeah, of the box. Yeah. Uh, and so, in those first groups. Those first wedding uh, parties, we had quite a few people packed in there. One of the first ceremonies, we'd had 117 guests, which if you've never been to our cave, that is uh, has quite a few people in that that room. 50 is, is plenty. 30 is a real <laughs> ideal number. Um, but uh, it, it's such a neat, unique venue. It's always 60 degrees inside of our cave. So it doesn't matter what it's doing outside. It's nice and pleasant in there. Uh, when we have all of these big, heavy spring rains, it drips a little heavier in there, so it makes everything <laughs> glisten real pretty. But we um, we have two packages that we offer. They both include our officiant uh, and a lifetime pass given to our couple. We have um, the Romance to Remember package that includes flowers for our couple and services of a photographer that does... 15 color pictures and an album with an 8x10. So you get prints and service uh, at that point. And our wedding ceremonies last about 30 minutes. So we juggle our tours on, on the bookend sides of that. And it is uh, it's one of the neatest things that we do. We have couples from all over the world 
but all over the countryside and and not a one of them is really the same you know big long formal length dresses are still a thing down here they take wow. a little bit of uh yuck out with them but <laughs> uh but it is uh is such a neat variety of couples you get folks that love the outdoors you get folks that love the cave um specifically last few weddings i've had i had one groom uh, that had said he was here when he was a kid and he had made a decision at that point in his life that whoever it was that he married had to just be willing to get married <laughs> in the cave wonder how many ladies you went through right right <laughs> uh, i have uh, i've had couples come down and get engaged on tour so this would be a natural fit for them and we've had folks that just you know love the adventure side of it the uniqueness of it so so over 4,000 couples with every single unique story you can come up with. And uh, and in February, this is the best part, one of the best parts, is in February, the Sunday before Valentine's Day, we do vow renewals for free. That's, uh, that's neat. Yeah. Unusual. Yeah. We ask uh, all of our, our couples that come in to bring a canned good. We donate then to the local food bank. Uh, we pick a different food bank each year and good service yeah all of our community pitches in with different um, little varieties of things from sweet treats to movie tickets to um, restaurant gift certificates so everybody comes together in this one unique event every year and uh, really puts on a good good showing for our our guests so of course every one of those guests gets a lifetime pass to the cave too so we've got 4,000 couples out there with lifetime passes that we see kind of frequently. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, not to put you on the spot, but just thinking quickly, and you're pretty good at thinking on your feet. I can see that. Uh, Do you recall what do you think would be the most unusual country that someone might have come from? Oh, we've had couples from Germany. Um, I had a couple from Mexico. And I just, at that point, you know, when you live here in the Ozarks, of course, you appreciate what you have, but we tend to go to those beaches to get married, and they came to us to get married, so that was kind of neat, but just all over the place. Even one of our our local Chamber of Commerce ladies had gotten married down here, so far and wide is our crowd. Pretty cool. Now, it's interesting. Those people coming from the foreign country, and I'm sure you quiz them. How did they find out about Bridal Cave? You know, a lot of times they are Googling um, unique places to get married. Really? Um, it'll, be, it'll be that. It'll be, um, you know, podcasts such as this. It'll be <laughs> newspaper articles. We were featured in Glamour Magazine as one of the 10 most um, unique venues for weddings so so that kind of adds to do the helping but some folks just come on tour just come down and experience it for themselves and and make that decision then so that that's awesome of course having traveled around the world a a little bit the stories i hear about how people find out about things run into each other i was doing a duck hunting seminar for Mm -hmm. the mexican government one time down in the yucatan and uh finished that up uh, boy was that ever an experience I bet. but yeah they told me it was her first ever outdoor fair gonna be in this little bitty fishing village you know and uh, i'm thinking where are they gonna have this thing 
Oh, they had a big, a grand old community building. I mean, plaster falling off the wall and ceiling, oh, yeah. that sort of thing. I asked them how many people would be there. Oh, 150. I got there, 1,500 people showed up. But Ooh. yeah, it, it was quite a, quite a, an experience. But when it all over and everything, and I could wipe my brow and not sweat so much anymore, you know. Uh, a gringo, white guy like me, walks up and he said, You gringo? And I said, Yes. He said, Where? Man, you got an accent. Where are you from? I said, well, kind of southern Missouri. He said, you know High Adventure Game Ranch? I said, I live 20 minutes from it. It was his dad. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, and here we bump into each other in, in the Yucatan, you know. But, yeah, but uh, Bridal Cave here, you've uh, got a history of doing weddings, and I'm sure you got it down pat. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you use one minister or people bring their own minister? How's that work? From time to time, they'll bring their own minister. Um, we do have two officiants here on staff. There you go. Uh, and they uh, they just kind of rotate around each other, just sure. kind of based on our couple's preference. Um, and, and we do a lot of work in-house. Each of our tour guides is, is trained on how to do those weddings and, and how to enhance that, that perfect day for them. You betcha. So, you betcha. Um, well, sounds like an exciting event. I, I may just have to come over and eavesdrop sometime. That, that'd be another experience. Anytime. You know, I'm always in teaching kids classes and all. You know, go for the experience. Yeah. Hey, I try to teach adults that too, you know, yeah. people that have worked all their lives and, and been successful. And, boy, they first wanted to take care of their families, and then they wanted to stack some money up. They want to have a good retirement and all mm-hmm. that. But it, it's pretty interesting. You know, sometimes people have made money, but they haven't. Had a lot of life experiences That's for his right. outdoor experiences and getting out and experience That's the world. Right. Well, Andy, I tell you what, uh, we've burned up another 12-minute segment here. But, folks, in the last segment here, we're going to visit some more with Lindsay, find out a little bit more about the Bridal Cave. And there's been some advancements since 1948. We're going to cover those in the next segment. So, folks, hey, if you're driving down the highway or carrying in the groceries, don't run off because we're going to be right back. Welcome back to Living the Dream Outdoors podcast. In 1952 in Field and Stream, Ted Trueblood said the line between catching fish and not catching them is often very thin. How true it is, but there's lots of great fishing going on across the country, and particularly in my favorite place, the Missouri Ozarks. Been some great smallmouth bass caught in the last few weeks. I've seen lots of four pound plus fish being posted on facebook and jeff schultz from up vienna missouri recently called a 7.06 smallmouth bass out of the gasconade and that would have been a new state record but i don't think the boys weighed the fish on a certified scale but regardless jeff schultz is one of the best known smallmouth fishermen in the ozarks uh consistently wins tournaments and congratulations to jeff schultz for catching a Seven pound plus smallmouth bass. Hard to imagine. I'd love to catch one. But lots of other great things going on in the outdoors around the country. Boy, it's summertime, school's out, people taking lots of vacations, lots of places are busy. I know Lake of the Ozarks is really buzzing now. Lots of boating traffic, lots of swimming, lots of playing in the water, and lots of fish being caught still. 
I see lots of reports on Facebook and other social media posts where people are consistently catching a, a largemouth bass in big numbers. And there uh, seem to be a lot of smaller fish, but uh, in a year or two, hey, those fish are going to grow up and it's going to be really great, old Lake of the Ozarks. Down in Arkansas, Wildlife management area deer hunt uh, permit opportunities have been expanded, and you can apply even today. The application period for special deer hunting permits on many wildlife management areas in Arkansas is open to 11.59 p.m. July the 1st, so that's coming up pretty quick. And hunters uh, will notice many new opportunities thanks to regulations passed during the May commission meetings to expanded deer hunting opportunities in Arkansas Take advantage of that. Hey, I'd like to uh, real quick like run over our list of uh, sponsors. Again, I always encourage you to uh, visit these people. Spend your money with them because they do great things for the show. Keep us in business. And top of the list is Living the Dream Outdoor Properties. The Fly Rod Journal, SmokerBuilder.com, Cowtown, USA, Westover Farms, Scenic Rivers Taxidermy, Stained Water Bow Fishing, Scenic Rivers Guide Service and Tours, Huzal Valley Resort, Pico Lures, Devil's Backbone Outfitters, Cardiac Mountain Outfitters, Mary's County Bank, Rich's Famous Burgers, The Fallen Outdoors, Lead Coast Sinker and Lure Company, Turnbow Outdoors, J&J Charters, and Kaufman Cove, Alaska, Bing Creek Game Calls, and our newest sponsor from Lake of the Ozarks, Bass and Baskets Bed and Breakfast. This is Big Ed Franco, the famous fishing guide on Lake of the Ozarks, and his wife, Deb. You can go out and fish with Big Ed. Have a great time. I was on the lake with him a couple different times uh, just two or three weeks ago. The first uh, wild morning I fished with him, me uh, and another guy, we put about 150 bass in a boat in four hours. Wasn't anything huge. Also, my my fishing partner did let the big one get away. About a six-pounder, he tried to flip it over a cable. Didn't work. Back in the drink. But we know that fish is still there. But the second morning, Ed asked us if we wanted to uh, catch a lot of fish or catch some bigger fish. We opted for the bigger fish. The storms were rolling in. The fish were hitting good. In about two hours, we put 40-plus bass in the boat, up to about five pounds. was a great, great day out on the lake with Big Ed Branco. Be sure and looking up. And I tell you, talking about a personality, you'll not only have fun fishing with him and catching lots of fish, but the guy's got great stories and he's like a barrel full of monkeys a lot of lot of laughs well it's that time of the week again it's time to do our drawing uh giveaway and this week we are giving away a 300 dollar gift certificate from uh, devil's backbone outfitters down at drury missouri that's close to the north fork of the white river in southwest missouri these guys own an operate on about 2,000 acres of prime deer and turkey hunting habitat down in southwest Missouri. And uh, they've graciously given us a $300 gift certificate towards a deer hunt at their operation. So, all right, let's shake the hat here. Pull out a name. It looks like Joshua Dubow, D-U-B-O-I-S, from Troy, Missouri. Josh, congratulations. Uh, I, I see uh, on your description on facebook that you're a hunter and i know that you'll enjoy meeting up uh, with the guys down at the hunting operation in southwest missouri and uh, gosh 
I'm almost envious. Good luck. But I'll get a hold of you, Josh, to let you know you guys can get set up and set up your dates. And uh, good luck. I've seen some big bucks and some big turkeys come off of Devil's Backbone Outfitters properties. Welcome back to Living the Dream Outdoors. We're talking caves today. If you like caves, you're listening to the right program. You know, there are about 7,000 wild caves in the state of Missouri. If you're a spelunker, hey, more power to you. I used to do a little bit of that, but I've gotten a little chubby. It's kind of <laughs> tough to squeeze through the tight spots anymore. So I like going to, you know, kind of the commercial caves and checking things out. And there's lots of them in the state of Missouri, but Bridal Cave is kind of special here at uh, Lake of the Ozarks at Camdenton, Missouri. And I've had on the program with me, Lindsay Webster Dillon. She's a public relations director. And uh, Lindsay, how long how long you've been working here at Bridal Cave? This is my twenty third season. Twenty third season. Wow! No wonder you got so much information in that. That's right. Between your ears, there. Mm-hmm. Well, in twenty three years, I'm sure you've seen a lot of things take place and a lot of things develop here at Bridal Cave. Of course, we're, we're talking about history here, nineteen forty eight when it began, and. Uh, there's probably lots of folks that are listening that are familiar with Bridal Cave, but uh, how has the progression gone in those years? They've stayed in business all these years, so things have done well. What have you added over the years? Things have done very well for us. We we started there in 1948 with three families. Uh, they went in and invested together to... to um, build our park, our Bridal Cave and Thunder Mountain Park is our, our place here. We... Um, we opened up with a very small gift shop next to the cave's entrance. In 1990, we extended our cave tour to add a tunnel and three rooms. And boy, howdy, let me tell you, that was something else. <laughs> uh, building a tunnel through an underground underground cave is, is from what I understand, uh, quite the endeavor. Well, I would, that'd be kind of like mining, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, that's where that kind of bridges in there together. But they uh, they built on the tunnel and, and added a three-room passageway to the regular public tour that goes back all the way to an underground lake that we call Mystery Lake. Uh, and then we had built this bigger event center, this bigger... Um, gift shop it's our rock shop now we've got all sorts of rocks and minerals from all over the world and our lower shop was then turned into our sportswear shop sportswear yeah we open it seasonally Uh, it's got sweatshirts and t-shirts all sorts of little things and then here in the last few years we added a new warehouse to house all of our paper goods our maps that we distribute throughout the area and uh and all of our our wares for our gift shops and we also invested into a, a building that kind of is right, perfect in line with what we do. Uh, since we do the weddings, we we had the opportunity to invest in this building uh, that's at the top of our hill as you come down. It's what we call the Thunder Mountain Event Center. Uh, Thunder Mountain Event Center has been a few restaurants over the years. Most recently, Duress and Platz, which was a German restaurant. And one of our very favorite restaurants uh, in the early 2000s and late 1990s was Barron's Bistro. We took it over just a few years ago, um, went through it with a fine-tooth comb, and now it's our event center, which will hold about 80 guests for those wedding receptions. But we've held birthdays, uh, retirement parties, graduation parties, any kind of any little thing that you could hold. Um, We also invite guests up there to have their meetings from time to time. 
Well, here at Bridal Cave, I'm sure you spend a lot of time uh, giving tours. Are there different types, lengths, varieties of tours? We do. We have three different tours that we we hold. Uh, we have a lantern tour that's available Memorial Day through Labor Day, only on Saturdays. Uh. Uh, it's where we lead our guests through on a smaller group tour with lanterns. So, uh, and then we go through the history of the cave, just a more in-depth view of it, and kind of explore it in a safe, adventurous way of how those early explorers would have experienced it. Uh, we also have a regular one-hour tour that we provide daily, nine to six in the summer. Uh, and the tours leave every few minutes or so. And then one of our special programs that we just uh, released this last year is our two-hour educational program. We have... We have always given this two-hour program, but we put some new eyes on it. We teamed up with a couple of people out of Oklahoma. They uh, helped us kind of form form this program from a, a different standpoint. They are from a STEAM education in Oklahoma, and they do everyday geology. So they relate our everyday things to our um, kind of underground things. You know, how limestone dissolves is similar to how sugar dissolves and uh, the porosity of rocks and, and those sorts of things. And it's it's got a lot of STEM requirements. So second grade through sixth grade really hits on those those notes. Uh, if, if a teacher was going through that in their uh, curriculum, this might be something to, good to back up. We send our teachers two videos to go through with their students prior to the, the program. They come and we entertain them for two hours. We do some fun hands-on experiences. It's designed where each child will have a hands-on experience throughout this program, uh, which for me is always good. I always <laughs> learn by doing. So uh, so we do that. We do one hour through our, our cave and then one hour through our outdoor classrooms. Uh-huh. There's another cave here on the property that we lead them through with little lanterns. So we give them that cool fun experience um and then teach them a little bit about our missouri ozarks um from there they get their uh exit they get their uh their exit videos they get two to watch when they get back to the classroom to kind of uh, go back through that information and then they also will all receive a bridal cave underground university certificate wow of completion so so it's a neat thing. Today we've got about 100 kids on the property. So, Well, what an exciting experience. But, but uh, grade schoolers, second to sixth grade, it's kind of like herding cats sometimes, isn't it? It is kind of, <laughs> but uh, they're just the coolest bunch of kids. They're all on a, you know, on a field trip, and, and they've got all that excitement of being out of the classroom. And we just get to amplify that with these hands-on experiences and, and let them ask about a billion questions if that's what they want to do. We, that was we love my that. Nice question. What's one of the most common questions you get from the grade schoolers? Well, there's a lot of different ones. Uh, uh, parents out there kind of can attest to this, but grade school children are awful good about telling you their whole life story. Oh, yeah. Uh, some kids have been in the outdoor their whole life. And they'll tell you about, you know, last weekend we went turkey hunting or, uh, you know, whatever it was. Uh, Or my farm has a a cave on it that me and my dad went to. But uh, we have a fair amount of um, inner city kids. And we we get them outside sometimes for the first time. Mm -hmm. Uh, 
Steve, our gen- our general manager, he uh, he has a story that I like to tell because I haven't had this story happen to me yet. But his story is that a kid uh, come off the bus, use the restroom, getting ready for the tour, looked at him and said, "Are we gonna see nature today?" <laughs> and he said, "You betcha, buddy." <laughs> Uh, it's kind of outside our wheelhouse to think that kids don't get outside and play, but um, that exactly. certainly happens more and more sometimes. So, Oh, wow. One of the best stories I ever heard of Fred Abide all this decades ago. I can't recall his name, but he worked for St. Louis County Parks and Recreation, and he was a uh, real French Indian, mm-hmm. and he played the part of a French Indian in interpretive programs. He had a teepee he set up and all just a real, real interesting program but they had a bunch of inner city kids and it they kind of made a mistake i think uh, it was down towards dark and they had their little campfire they'd had a lot of programs and they'd gather around they're all a little tired you know they had their hot dogs and that sort of thing well this guy was going to do a closing program right at dark mm-hmm. his intro was he came in his French Indian costume, he was hidden in the woods, and he came up out of gullies screaming and yelling and fired off a blunderbuss. It took him 45 minutes to round all the kids back up, mm-hmm. you know. So. Yep, I imagine. I imagine so. <laughs> uh, well, Lindsay, here in the last uh, couple minutes of the program, tell us how people can get a hold of you if they want to schedule a tour. Uh, again, where you're located and contact info. Okay, we are at lovely Lake of the Ozarks on the ten and a half Niangua, big Niangua arm. If you're coming by vo- by boat, we've had a few seaplanes. If that's your mode of transportation, <laughs> come on down. Uh, but we are two miles north of Camdenton on Highway 5. Um, you can always get a hold of us on any of our social medias uh, between Instagram and Facebook. You can always get a hold of us at info at bridalcave.com and see and kind of catch up with us at bridalcave.com. We're, we're pretty attentive to those sites. so <laughs> That's all wonderful. What a great experience you could come Hey, it's see nature. That's right. That's right. <laughs> you, you could really get uh, involved in nature. You get down underground. And, boy, you know, if it's your first time in a cave, it can be a little bit intimidating. I can remember being a little bit frightened or concerned, you know. Mm-hmm. But, uh, hey, this cave's been in business for a long time. Everybody's come out happy and healthy. So, That's right. Uh, hey, a great educational program. And, you know, uh Cave and cave education have come a long way in the last few decades, particularly since Missouri is called the cave state. We have so many people interested in in the caves and preserving them and some very unique ecosystems here underground right. in Missouri. And caves, of course, connected to all of our water systems. And, and uh, we, we really do take seriously taking care of these caves. But come out to uh, Bridal Cave and, and take, a, take a look. Spend, on, spend some time. But, uh, Lindsay, once again, thanks for being on the program with us today. Thanks some for great information. Me. We hope we send you a little bit of business. You got it. Hey, that's, we're, we're all here to help each other. That's right. And I always close the program out. Lindsay, it sounds like you've been a great outdoors lady in your lifetime. And I think you're living your dream. I am definitely living my dream. That is awesome. So join Lindsay and myself uh, in the outdoors. Uh, I'm living my dream, too. And you know what, folks? You can do it, too. You just got to get outside. That's right. I'm Bill Cooper. 
Hey guys, this is Frank Cox with Living the Dream Outdoor Properties. Hey, have you ever considered a career in real estate? If you have, but you don't have your license, this is your opportunity. So each month, the Living the Dream Outdoor Properties team is giving away a free seat to the online training that you need to take in order to get your real estate license. We would love to have you join our team. All you got to do is go to our website, livingthedreamland.com, and then click on the Our Team button, and then click on the one that comes up under that that says Join Our Team. On that page, there's an application form. Just simply fill that out and get in contact with a member of our team, and I'll be giving you a call. We appreciate you, and uh, good luck. The Live in the Dream Outdoors podcast is brought to you by Live in the Dream Outdoor Properties, The Fly Rod Journals, SmokerBuilder.com, Cowtown USA, Westover Farms, Scenic Rivers Taxidermy, Stained Water Bow Fishing, Scenic Rivers Guide Service and Tours, Huzzah Valley Resort, Pico Lures, Devil's Backbone Outfitters, Cardiac Mountain Outfitters, Mary's County Bank, The Fallen Outdoors, Ledco Sinkers and Lure Company, Turnbow Outdoors, J&J Charters, Kaufman Cove, Alaska, Bean Creek Game Calls, and Rich's Famous Burgers. Land ownership is the American dream. Land is the basis of all life. Our wise use of this most precious of resources ensures the survival and growth of free institutions and our American way of life. At Living the Dream Outdoor Properties, we value the traditions and freedoms that land provides us. Every day we seek the solace of a mountain sunrise over traffic jams and smog, the calming silence of a bubbling stream over the sirens of the city, and the quiet of the countryside over the hustle and bustle of the world. We hunt, we fish, we farm. We live off the land. It's our mission to help our clients live out their dreams on the land as we do. At Living the Dream Outdoor Properties, we believe that it's not just land, it's a lifestyle. Join us five days a week on Living the Dream Outdoor Podcast as the Living the Dream Outdoor Dream Team explores the most desired outdoor properties in the Midwest and whisks you away to incredible hunting, fishing, and outdoor recreation opportunities. Host Bill Cooper, an inductee of the National Freshwater Fishing Hall of Fame, will be joined by members of the Living the Dream Outdoors team each week as they tell tall tales unveil tips and tactics, and rub elbows with some of the biggest names in the outdoor world. You'll also find the Living the Dream Outdoors podcast on your favorite social media platforms, including Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok.